Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, the counter's going down. We're connecting to the sites. We'll be live soon. Got my beer. Uh-oh. Cafe, fe? Cafe in the morning. Let me turn that down. That intro video. I'll have a scotch afterwards. Mm. Good idea. All right. Here we go. Little intro video is going to go, and then we'll be live. Awesome. Hey, we're live. Everybody can see us now. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, yeah. Hello. Everybody watching, what's up, everybody? Uh, This is the first episode of the GM Roundtable series. And uh, basically, that is going to be, hopefully, the second Saturday of every month. We're going to try to lock that in. Obviously, you know how schedules are. It might change. Um, But we're going to do this at least once a month and get together and just talk you know, RPGs, Game Master stuff, um, just all kinds of stuff. We've got like news and personal things planned and uh, we're definitely going to be hitting up the live chat and taking on questions too. But before we get into it, let's do just like a brief introduction. Um, Game Master Rob Mulligan, uh, my brand is Cyberpunk Uncensored. Anybody else can take it from here. What's up, guys? I am John John the Wise, and I make YouTube content, and I have a podcast as well. Everything is John John the Wise, and my podcast is Tabletop Cyberpunk. Patrick Knauss, uh, half of Two Brothers Gaming with my brother, and Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Drexel Pierce is what you can find me under, or Patrick Knauss, K-A-N-O-U-S-E. I'm Phil, Phil Harker-Smith. I'm from Baby Beard Media. I'm one quarter of them. Uh, And our RPG podcast is Roll to Cast, R-O-L-E to Cast. Find us on YouTube and uh, various other places. Just search us up. Yeah, and let me me add anybody watching or or checking out or tuning into the live stream. Um, We have links to, you know, all of our main endeavors on the cyberpunkuncensored.com website. If you go there and you'll see the page... Uh, GMRT, you know, GM Roundtable. Go to that page, scroll down, you'll see all of our names and links to our main, you know, website or endeavor. And then from there, definitely Spiderweb out. All of us have a lot of things going on. We like, you know, podcasts and videos and just all kinds of stuff. So definitely dive in and show us some support. We would really appreciate that. But, um, but yeah, let's get into this first episode of the GM Roundtable. I'd like to, you know, start the way we plan. Let's Let's get our, our image up here. Make sure everybody is. Uh... Let us begin the yeah, festivities. Yeah. I have you on. Uh, you, you guys are all on roll twenty. You guys can see the logo now. That's where I have the players. Correct. 
Yeah, just we're at the logo. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, yeah, then the first section we're going to do is called From the Scream Sheets. And it's very Art Halsorian influenced, if you don't, don't know and you can't tell by the, the, uh, the image there. But, uh, but yeah, this is where we're just going to dive into some news and stuff. And I've got some things to mention. Um, if anybody else has something to mention, you can get into that after I mention these things. I know, John, John, you had some news too, um, some cyberpunk stuff. Um, but first thing I wanted to mention, uh, for anybody that's been watching the, the Art Halsorian website, the blog and their posts, uh, Cyberpunk Red is officially done. The editing, the layout, everything's done. It's been sent to the printers, so that's great news. Oh, yeah, yeah, and every yeah, very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. And every Friday, um, they've been, uh, you know, they're posting little tidbits of like releases. Like last week, they released the new Night City map and some info about that. Um, some art too. They had some like NeoCorp info and some yeah. art stuff. It was really good. Yeah, and then yeah. this this Friday they did a whole. Uh, a really long post about you know the different roles and abilities or whatever they at least give like a brief description of each thing then they dive into like you know the different sections of the book what they're going to be i mean it's, it's awesome so if you haven't seen yeah, that's really in depth yeah and if you haven't yeah. seen them just check out the r talsorian website obviously when this stream is done stay with us right now and then when it's done go check that shit out it's really cool and and they're and uh they said they're going to do it every friday like next friday i think they said they're going to release a bunch of neocorps um did anybody else pick up on that yeah. yeah, yeah, they teased yeah. it a little bit. They had that like Last Supper art yeah. piece done by Bad Moon Studio. It was really cool. It had all the corpse, like the the heads of all the corpse sitting at a table. It was really awesome. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, it's funny, you know, because anybody that doesn't know, you know, we have the uh, the advanced beta rule book, and now now we just got the core uh, red book official from our Talsorian, and um, and you know, I, I get to see all the lore and artwork now. However, prior to that, we only had the rules, none of the artwork or lore. That's right. And yeah. one of the things that I did is I, I saw them post about Neocorps and I put them into our gameplay, right? And one of them was Continental Brands. And I totally described Olivia Forsyth, you know, the, the woman that runs it as like an older woman. I found this, this crazy image. I, I don't want to say who it is because yeah. um, it's yeah. actually a person, but it's, it's altered in things. Um, completely not what I expected. When you look at that image of these Neocorps, I was really surprised at how young everybody was. You know, it's a very, yeah. uh, you know. It's like new blood. That's, yeah. what's, that's what the whole thing is like it's a restart everything's fresh all the people are fresh new players in town things have shaken up and it's it's consistent with how they did all their major releases so cyberpunk red is going to be another one that's just like a landmark milestone rpg for them so i think people awesome. are going to be i think people are going to be really impressed by the level of of polish i think you, you got a bit of a um a look at it in the jsk kind of the standard the they're going to um but the the book itself is just looking absolutely gorgeous and and really just thorough um and and just a great great piece of kit like you say it's it's going to be like a landmark release i think yeah. and like it's like 470 you, pages something like that it's insane yeah and and as you say like everyone's excited for the new rules and new ways to play but me i just i, I can't wait to devour every new law section i've been i know man. Been hung, hungry for it i know yeah no and i think one one thing that ali you said it, they go in so in depth and there and there's so much to it um you know it's like 450 something pages or whatever it is i mean it's awesome you know and um and then the other thing to add is the, the release dates they're kind of tentatively looking obviously things can shift and change but correct me if i'm wrong guys i think it was november 14th for the digital and november 19th for the physical 
I think it's true. U.S. In U.S. Stores, in U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, but like yeah. and again, that can change. We know how it is, you know, and especially now during the quarantine and all that stuff going on, it's um, it's it's been pretty difficult uh, for companies and people to get things done on time or as planned, you know, as as you can yeah. understand. Um, but yeah, the the other thing that I wanted to go over is anybody that that has noticed that the uh, Trauma Team comic book has been coming out. They're on issue number two, which just came out like the other day or a couple day, a few days ago. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. I don't want to get too in-depth in it. Like, obviously, I love comic books. I, I, read it. I don't know anything about it. I just uh, know that uh, the I've seen some of the cover art, and it looks really good. It's cool to see stuff like that, obviously. But uh, I don't know. I haven't heard any positive, negative things, nothing really from it. I, I can say that it had kind of a slow start. <laughs> But then left on a cliffhanger, which was cool, and now two's kind of getting into it. I don't know; it's it's really cool. Patrick, you did a thumbs up. Did you get you got the chance to check it out? Oh yeah, I've, I've read both issues, uh, and I, I got I had I even went out of my way to have a, my local comic shop ship me uh, the first mm-hmm. edition, um, uh, the first ep, uh, issue. I really liked it. I mean, well, of course, you know, I'm just I love seeing cyberpunk in a in another format. Uh, oh yeah, and the trauma team focus of it, and it, it does. It, I think as a the first issue is kind of a, a, a build-up, kind of set the groundwork, uh, leash on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and then issue two kind of starts to dive into that. So um, uh, a trauma team member with uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome and trying to uh, uh, deal with uh, kind of coming into to, and I'm not, it's I'm untrue, not, I'm not revealing it. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's not a spoiler or anything. You know right away that's what's going on. But it, I, 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 I thought it was kick-ass. So. Um, you know, but, yeah, we never think about the mental health of all the people right. in Night City having to worry about getting killed. Every yeah, second. <laughs> exactly. No, and, and I think you know, interesting like, to see if we ever get comics from twenty forty five once the um, once this book comes out. Yeah. yeah, I'd imagine they're waiting to see how it does and to mm. see how it goes because they do. They are dabbling. We've obviously seen it. They're dabbling with kind of like characters, established characters, making an established storyline. So mm-hmm. I get it. And this could be kind of leading up to that that animation they're doing with Netflix coming out in a couple of years. You know, that Edge Runner thing. I wonder if that's going to kind of like sync up too because they're definitely syncing up a lot of things. The other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if anybody picked up on this. I saw a recent stream uh, doing an interview with Jay Gray and they kind of talked about it and then I read about it online somewhere else. But in in the red book that they're releasing now, um, there's little like Easter eggs of previous streamers um, and people that have been influencers kind of in the cyberpunk world. Uh, and they've kind of like dropped those in as characters and their names and things. And like, I, I haven't, you know, found them or know enough about that. I just know that it's there and I'm curious to kind of uh, look I for it. it. <laughs> What was that? I found a couple. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. Can yeah. you can you mention that? Because I'm not familiar with. Uh, yeah, I just I would just say go look at the garden page closely. Okay. Oh wait, so there's Easter eggs for for what content exactly? I missed it. Like they put Some in people who, who've like kind of pushed the original like 2020 or been involved in in hyping red and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I somebody commented on one of my recent videos saying, like, do you think they'll do Easter eggs for your actual play? And I was like, that's uh, what, I haven't seen any, but maybe there is. I haven't seen it. I saw that comment. I was watching your uh, your last live stream, the one you just posted, right? 
Oh my god, I would freak out if that's real. <laughs> but uh, but no, they're act they're they're doing that. You know, they're putting in like yeah. NPCs and like some of the lore and using actual like you know names from cool. their fans and shit. I think that's so cool. I mean, even if I'm not in there, I think that's so great that they're doing oh exactly everybody. Yeah, yeah. However, it would be nice if we were all in there. Maybe we'll be in. Yeah, it'd be cool to be immortalized <laughs> in a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's I get us. Twenty years later, I have this Cyberpunk twenty twenty book. It would be cool to, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got a trunk filled with all my original mo- first prints of all the modules, everything. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a separate video on that, kind of bust them all out eventually, because I definitely old school with it too. Um, yeah, I can't wait until we start hearing about splat books and stuff i really hope this this launch goes well and i think it will yeah, and i think well. if it if it does kick off then we'll pretty shortly start to hear about uh splat books and, and well we do know about stuff. one yeah uh yeah. black chrome yeah yeah they confirm so that that's cool yeah so so i i'm of course insanely jealous of all three of you i know sorry patrick you, i feel you bad. have you have the beta rules well no, all the surprise because i get it i get the, all that surprise but if i remember correctly uh they in one of the pot, uh, streams that they did they mentioned that the the, the cyber tech section in the core rule book is like gigantic uh oh yeah mm. so um so I, it's it's i'm really keen to see that and then as they go into that dark chrome or uh, black, chrome. black chrome, black chrome book. Yeah, yeah. every uh, what I would say is everything is cohesive with the book. Everything goes hand in hand. Everything like there's units of measurement, units of you know that's how it feels. It all like fits perfectly together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The other, uh, um, moving on from there, the other, the other, you know, kind of piece of news that I've got, and this is more of a post thing. I just want to read through this because this has been posted and then now reposted i guess um from the 27 2077 lore book uh that art book put out by dark horse in combination with some of the jumpstart stuff that was released and then some of the other lore that our talsorian released um somebody made this chart and i thought it was pretty cool i'm just going to read through it um anybody can chime in if they want but it says by you know by the year to uh, 2077 it says rogue confirmed alive owns the afterlife x solo now fixer and it says Spider Murphy, unknown. Morgan Blackhand, unknown. Well, we can kind of assume some of these, but, uh, you know, Thompson, <laughs> Thompson unknown. Uh, what is it? Shaitan, unknown. Adam Smasher, confirmed alive. Johnny Silverhand, yeah. confirmed ghost. Alt Cunningham, status <laughs> unknown, presumably on the other side of the black wall. Saburo Araska, Arasaka, uh, still alive. The Bastard. That's what they put. I just wanted to read that word for you because I didn't post this. I just really like it. And I wish I would have seen where it was posted from because I saw it online shared, uh, on, not Pinterest or one of those, um, from Facebook. But it didn't have the, the original, um, you know, post or whatever. But anyways. Uh, doing do- those vampire facials, dude. That's what's going on. What's that? The, have you guys heard it where you, you put blood into your, the to keep them? keep them young i don't know it was a oh oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh, no, I do. it's scary yeah uh donald lundy unknown confirmed alive as of red uh uh rache bart moss amazing presumably we have this amazing alternate universe now yeah, oh yeah, yeah. with a, with oh, a yeah. 40 50 year history amazing exactly there's plenty of lore Continuity. you can dip into now you know but it says presumably dead since arasaka dropped an orbital orbital crowbar on his refrigerator 
and he was technically already <laughs> dead at that point anyways. Uh, Santiago, unknown, but now we've kind of seen some Santiago stuff in that Neocorp uh, picture yeah. and different things, so that's kind of fun. Um, Izzy Lobo, unknown. Haruko Kanawa, unknown. And then, it, and then I, thought this, I thought this was kind of fun. It says, Rabbids, unknown, hopefully all contained. <laughs> I thought that was right. <laughs> Well, if you tune into my podcast, um, <laughs> there's at least one that's not. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and, I, and side note on your on your pod on your podcast there, I just wanted to mention too. I actually started re-listening um, to the the red the, when you started the red stuff and going back through because I realized like you know I always watch the live streams and listen to them uh, while I work out in the mornings. I think I mentioned that to you before. Um, but what I realized is oh I, yeah, it's in the podcast. Yeah, I miss so much. Uh, because when I went back and it, like it automatically went into one, I didn't go back, but it automatically went into one when it, when I was playing them and it was parts. I was like, Oh, cool. A new one. And I looked, and I was like, wait, no, I re- I've already listened to this and I missed so many parts <laughs> because I do it while I'm working out and doing things. So yeah, I'm actually I, I, enjoying, I, I'm enjoying going back to yours and, and, and rechecking out. Cause you know, I love, you know, live gameplay and streams and uh, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love all that. Love it. Roll to cast is definitely top of my list of, uh, actual plays. hundred yeah. percent. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Well, honestly, I watch all I you guys. Gonna about, I was just going to say about uh, Santiago is that um, another thing that's, that that um, RTG put out is a collaboration between Mike and some awesome gamers, and they made a um, they made a set of characters uh, that feature in one of the stories in the Red Book with um, disabilities, and, right? With disabilities, yeah, uh, because of the the optimism provided by cybernetics and prosthetics. Um, they sort of dovetail really nicely. But one of those is Trace Santiago um, continuing that, that lineage, which is really, oh, really... I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, good. that's what I yeah, saw. Cool. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving on from there, I just want to mention a couple other things, uh, and then we can get out of the From the Scream Sheet news section of this episode. But... Um, CD Projekt Red, uh, they announced, I think this was like a week or so ago, that they, they're doing what they didn't want to do, which is launching into crunch time uh, for their creators, their game, their, you know, all the people working on the game, ultimately. Um, they didn't want to do it, but they're going into over, overtime to meet the release date, which is cool. They really want to avoid pushing it back yet again. And all I can say, because I've been seeing online, like, there's both sides of this, like, people like, ah, oh, what the fuck, don't do that to them. You said you weren't going to do it. Other people, other people happy that they're doing it just to get it done. Um, yeah. If you've ever worked with an actual gaming company or you've known people that have, um, which I have, and I've seen people online talk about it, 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 it happens like 99.9% of the time. I don't know any gaming company that hasn't uh, put in massive overtime to meet release dates and stuff. I mean, they, they all do it. So it's not – I know they said they didn't want to do it. I, I don't think, I don't think but, that's a good justification. I think what's more important is that um, what, what we're starting to understand now um, is that the devs, the frontline devs were consulted. Like they weren't just forced into it. Right. It was something that was decision made with the devs. And that was what I was waiting for before I cast judgment. It's like, what about the people actually doing the work? How do they feel about it? And um, it looks like, you know, the devs said that they preferred to do overtime to finish it. Like I'm it sure. was their, they were part of that decision. So I, I, I think that's okay. I don't like it when they're forced to do, you know, developers are forced to do crunch and yeah it's abusive and, yeah, yeah. yeah and i don't think that's the relationship i think people are right to be wary when they hear about these stories and and keep people what? people's well-being in mind yeah when but it's yeah, forced most definitely 
But that's so rare. That is absolutely so rare. Usually the developers are very much so involved in how they go along. I mean, at least all the ones that I've ever known or ever, you know, had the pleasure of working with or, or, or reading about, if you, you know, almost all of them are part of that process. So like it, it is rare, but I'm, I'm with you. I think like the fact that that's how they did it. And then the fact that they're also trying to make sure they don't push it back yet again, I think people, you know, just be appreciative of that. Be happy. Um, well, I think I also think that it's a good thing that people are criticizing crunch because now it makes developers question well, whether they're going to do it. They don't do it willy nilly. They realize there's going to be controversy. And are they cutting and, corners? Yeah, I mean, they're forced to care, really. That's what it is. They're forced to care about their employees and stuff like that. So because of that, CD Projekt Red seems like they tried to do right by their workers because they didn't want to, you know, for whatever reason, whether they were forced to care or not, they cared for their workers, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely seems like between, you know, and, and we know how our Talsorian is a very family-run company, obviously, like literally, you know. Yeah. Um, it feels very similar with CD Projekt Red, even though it's, you know, a different beast all in itself. But it seems like they're at least kind of, I don't know, they're all aligning, uh, you know what I mean, with the same morals or whatever, you know, yeah, their work I mean, ethics. I worked, for, I worked for Disney doing video game testing. And I had to play Hannah Montana, the movie, the game. Okay, <laughs> That's the entire title of the video game, all right? Where she goes around buying, shopping for clothes and playing carnival games. Okay, <laughs> And it's terribly put together. I had to play that like 12 hours a day, six days a week during crunch time, which was like the last three months. So I get, I know all about crunch. It's terrible. Oh, it's like depressing. You have no life. You're, you're like seeing it in your dreams, you know? It's nuts. Well, especially if it's that game. That does not sound fun. <laughs> like yeah. anybody cares about that game. It it shipped with bugs, so it didn't matter whether uh, we tested it or not. It doesn't matter. That's crazy. Yeah, I just I, I just would really like to reiterate that we in these discussions, the people doing the work should be centered. They should be the ones oh, yeah. who are heard from. And yeah. I think too many people cast judgment before those voices were heard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I think people were just quick to jump on. There's this like rhetoric that CD Projekt's like this evil corporation. Well, it's you not know, ju- maybe they are, maybe they're not. We don't know, like personally, but it, they're, it's not consistent with the way they've been acting in the mm-hmm. past. So I think people are just quick to jump on that controversy. And, you know, re- reporters and stuff, they, they put gasoline on the fire too. Yeah, it's, it's also, you know, it's on the internet where people are just waiting for anyone to fuck up so they can go, ah, you know, and be the wittiest one or the yeah. most wise-ass or, like, you know, I'm the funniest one or, like, or just to take someone down a notch so then they feel better and, like, I don't know, whatever it is. But online is definitely known for, uh, you know, fucking keyboard warriors just jumping on shit instantly, you know? And, like, I think that's what a lot of people yeah. did before they got the full story, like like Phil said, you know? Like, people should have waited and just kind of heard from the developers, too. It's not just a company cracking a whip. It's, like, a team effort, you know? I suspect we'll hear, see a change in language uh, going in the future where they say uh, we're going to crunch. And by the way, we talked to the devs. I think, they're, I think they'll be probably pop that out a lot faster in the statement um, versus sort of the, the other statement was kind of where they apologized for it, but they didn't, it wasn't imminently clear that the devs were consulted. I think, I think it'll be a little bit clearer. That's that's true too. Coming out and just saying like, "Oh, we're sorry, we didn't want to do this, but this is what we're doing." Without all those other details, definitely makes it sound guilty too at face value. When you're like apologizing, like we didn't want to do this, but we're doing it, it makes it sound like you're doing it to your developers. You know, I think you're right. Like they they should have probably gave a little more detail and avoided all that little 
shit online, you know. But I think it's all good now. I think everybody everybody has settled. Everybody gets it, and it's it's all positive now, which is cool. But I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that we, that we, did. Can happen. we go back to being excited about the video? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to feel guilty. About exactly. Right. No, and and speaking of the video game, I wanted to mention this list. Another little list online um, that I found and I thought was pretty cool. Um, it's just games to play on Steam while waiting for Cyberpunk 2077. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but I'm just going to go down this list. Chime in if you've heard of these video games. I'm not a big video game guy. Like, I, I run Virtual Reality Live. Anybody that has seen that online, we stream VR games live, um, sponsored by HTC Vive, and we do uh, um, all, the, all the upcoming VR games and stuff. I haven't actually done that in months, uh, since quarantine, actually. Me and my partner, who's in New York, we've kind of been on hiatus a bit. But that's my extent of video gaming, ultimately. With the exception yeah. that when 2077 comes out, I'm going to get into that, <laughs> you know? I'm going to see how many of these I've played. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So let me go down it if you might recognize them. Uh, first one is Cloud Punk. You're driving around in a cyberpunk city doing deliveries and you have choices and it gets corrupt and crazy apparently. Um, Waiting for that to come out on the Switch so I can play that. Obs- oh, okay. Observer, which is a oh, psychological yeah. horror. You're stuck in an apartment. Apparently it's got like a cyberpunk vibe. That's it's got super cyberpunk aesthetics. Like you, the guy is like based on an old man Decker, pretty much. Oh, cool! Oh, nice. What, it's a, uh, uh, what? It's a. Uh, oh. It's survival, not survival horror. It's one of those horror type games. But it's a psychological Rocker horror. Played the how? Like an escape yeah, room he, or something. He oh, was cool. The, he was the lead guy, the the oh, voice actor. For, oh, yeah. that's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, amazing. Player. That's oh. awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the next one is Brigador. Never heard. Uh, take, o- no. take over a planet government using mechs. So it seems like a more strategy battle thing, but it involves, you know, maybe a little more sci-fi and battle tech style, but whatever. Yeah. It still has a cyberpunk vibe. When uh, will robots be enough for people to satiate their hunger for robots? Right. <laughs> uh, Ruiner, a game called Ruiner, save your brother. Yeah, Ruiner is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a twin six shooter. Okay. Yeah. Ion Fury, first-person shooter. Is that Cyberpunk, Ion Fury? Uh, Ion Fury is like, a, it's like an old-school kind of Doom-style mm. shooter. Okay. Uh, has, has that sort of sensibilities from the build engine, just kind of like over-the-top silliness. Good good sort of Cyberpunk main character chick as well. Nice. Cool. Um, jazz Punk. And I guess Jazz Punk is set up, it's, it's like to solve puzzles and stuff, but it's set in this world where it's like if the Cold War never ended. And you're like a secret agent. Jazz punk? What? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> not familiar, but apparently it's right. got it's got a cyberpunk thing. Maybe they play jazz music during the whole thing. I don't know. Soviet jazz. Yeah, Soviet jazz. Um, <laughs> Hypnospace Outlaw. I thought this was pretty cool because it's called Hypnospace Outlaw, but the description is log in to the net while you sleep. So it's very much like net running. Apparently, like you're a person, but when you go to sleep, you log into this internet and you're playing in there. I guess. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. For uh, assets to use on my in my net running for my game, maybe I could pull some stuff from there. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, Deus Ex, first per- person shooter. I think we've all seen that. Deus Ex, um, yeah. Uh, recent any, one, any of them, really? Yeah, I wasn't happy with the recent one. I think the one before that, I forgot. Human, Re- De- mankind united or human revolution, and then mankind divided. Okay, so human revolution was the one I really lo- enjoyed, and then I think mankind divided kind of fell flat for me a little bit. And now w- with these, since they're like first person shooters, or at least listed like that, and I haven't played them. Like I said, I'm not a big video gamer, you know, so to speak. But um, with those, does it still 
like does that one have even though it's first person shooter come across like an rpg you know is it yeah 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 very much so yeah and that one's really good in like it's heavy on the the cybernetics the cybernetics are the the sort of driving force yeah behind the plot it's all about what influence cybernetics will have on society which is one of the most interesting things about the cyberpunk setting yeah yeah and so you kind of tailor your yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen the artwork for it, and I thought it looked pretty badass, like the guy chilling in the thing with the cybernetic arm and stuff, and like you know, seen stuff does, about it. it. Looks really it does, cool. Does he sound exactly like Keanu Reeves? Oh, really? Speed Keanu Reeves, the voice actor. That's funny. Know, maybe it's just me or Patrick saying yes. Yeah, yeah I think I, I th- it sounds like it. So yeah, yeah. I never asked for this is like his total meme phrase. <laughs> so you never asked to be. Uh, have the, the world's leading cybernetics implanted and dope sunglasses that come out of your eyebrows. <laughs> oh, you put off my sunglasses. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the last one on this list, um, I was a little apprehensive of even talking about this, but it, it does have a cyberpunk feel, but I think we're all familiar with Shadowrun. Um, so it yeah. was like yeah. Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Dragonfall, and Hong Kong. And obviously there's a very RPG, but for me, um, like I said, Video game or not, just Shadowrun the RPG and you know tabletop. I never really got into that. Like I love D and D. That's cool. I love my fantasy over here, my dragons and magic and potions over there, and then I love my dark, you know, cybernetic world over here. That's where I want my cyberpunk. Shadowrun is kind of a mix of that, and I've never been into it really. Um, but that video game is listed here. Like you know, get your fix while you're waiting for 2077. It at least has some of that vibe to it. Has anybody played the Shadowrun video games? Uh, yeah, I played a couple of them. Yeah, I think I played Hong Kong and Returns. I think. I'm not sure I finished either one. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not the biggest fan of the setting. I find it a little bit hard to suspend my disbelief for it. But I think it's very original. And there are some cool characters in there, for sure. Yeah, I love the game. It's fun, too. It's like a tactical XCOM-style uh, game where you like move your guys, put them in cover, shoot once, and then you, it's the next guy's turn. So okay. That's cool. So at least yeah. it's like like tactful and stuff. It's not just a you know shooter yeah, game like, or whatever as a game by itself it's actually pretty fun mm. cool i to that list i would definitely add a game i really enjoyed called invisible ink mm-hmm. um which is um it's been out for ages now but it's a bit of a hidden gem and that is about being um a small team of basically like infiltrators and thieves and again that's on a that's on like a XCOM style grid and you have to go into various corporate offices and like raid their nets and like download their tech uh, and then you can like add cool gadgets and, and upgrades to your agents as well so it's got a very kind of cyberpunk dystopian feel and also like the fact that you you are you know stealing from corporations is just you know on point for the genre really good game nice yeah. hell yeah I would add a uh, satellite rain I don't know if you guys have ever played that one. Rain is spelled R E I G N. The uh, the spiritual successor to one of my favorite games growing up. Um, oh really? Is it Syndicate. Syndicate? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I just thought it was such a cool. It reminded me a lot of like Commandos, that video game. Remember that game from yeah. back? Then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you have your four guys, they each specialize in something, and then but it takes place in a cyberpunk like Night City. And the police are the bad guys, and they patrol the area. There's cameras, and so like you gotta do things here to turn off the cameras, and then shoot these guys. You could go in guns blazing. So 
it's fun. Well, Syndicate is a game from 1993, um, which has the same sort of feel to it. It's um, obviously very prototypical to the to the genre. It's nice. be- the art and like terrain and maps and stuff is really nice. It's very, it looks really good. You're really like immersed in the cyberpunk world. That's no, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last, the last piece of news here, I just wanted to mention since we're kind of in these pandemic quarantine times and the whole, you know, virtual tabletop scene has been booming. Everybody's online. Um, cons are still happening. I just wanted to bring this up. Everybody has been seeing, you know, all the virtual cons going on. And I just kind of wanted to mention that. Um, we just, uh, me and John John, we just did a cyberpunk panel with Jay Gray and James Hutt for the Albacon out of uh, Scotland. But obviously now it's worldwide. It's online. Um, we just did a panel for that. Uh, Gary, Gary Con is happening this weekend. Um, other ones have gone online like PAX and others. Any others that we should mention? I just kind of want to give a shout out to all the cons yeah, that are doing virtual. Dude, Comic-Con is doing, like, in-person thing with masks and stuff like that. I saw a flyer about it. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that. Uh, man, hold on. I'll research while you guys uh, say that. Yeah. And, and if you yeah. do plan to go on to in-person stuff, please be careful out there, folks. Trust oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. John John knows. <laughs> he had the COVID. He knows. I just recovered from COVID. It's real, guys. Yeah. <laughs> But any other any other online uh, cons you guys have heard of, uh, Phil or Patrick? I'm doing tra- a virtual traveler event uh, next weekend, so Traveler RPG, um, which has a bunch of games going on. So if, if folks are interested in Traveler, which is your space opera science fiction uh, game from long ago and still running today, then there's lots of games going there. So uh, which is nice. pretty cool. And I just saw um, uh, Daniel, Daniel, who plays uh, on Rio, the Netrunner, in our ongoing uh, Cyberpunk Red stream that we do every Tuesday. Um, he just chat. He's in the chat. And hey, what's up, everybody in the chat? I see everybody in there. Alex and Daniel, Chris Bennett, uh, you know, everybody in there. We're going to get to the chat towards the end of this episode and take questions and stuff. So definitely think of any questions for us or anything you want us to talk about. But um, but yeah, I saw uh, Daniel posting there. He's like, uh, "L.A. Comic Con is still planning in December." He saw a promo That's for that. I thought I saw something. I was like, "I guess I'm yeah. crazy." Yeah, I usually uh, I usually get to L.A. Comic Con every year. I go there uh, with a press pass and stream live and and really cover that stuff. I know a lot of the people there. You know, I had a published comic book back in the day. Okay, yeah. If you go to ComicConLA.com, there's like a graphic it says why we're planning a show things to do people to see and then safety measures we're taking for mm-hmm. more space maximum density limited capacity and space for weight so they're doing space i don't know man uh, it seems fishy to so me. it's still in person but they're doing uh but they're just probably gonna spread it. i i heard yeah. um i was just on i did an interview on somebody else's podcast oh the reckless nerd podcast and uh, obviously, I was there promoting cyberpunk, but we talked about some other things. And one of the things was the whole Halloween Horror Nights and uh, one of the other ones, whatever, doing the Halloween stuff. And they are going to be open to the public, but they're going to force social distancing, which I think is better when it comes to those haunted mazes and houses. Because one of the things that <laughs> sucks when you go to those parks is when everybody is just packed, it's crowded, you're in a row, you see the people up ahead of you getting startled and scared, you know it's coming. It's kind of yeah. cool if they space it out, I think. Um, not just for safety, but for fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the virus can still be on a surface. People walk through the haunted house. Someone just sneezed on the, the right. candlestick, and they, they walk by the candlestick, you know? Well, how, know. Wouldn't that be even scarier? You go in a haunted house, and people are jumping out, <laughs> and they're sneezing on you, and they're like, ah, I have COVID, and you're like, oh, shit! No, it's scary. 
<laughs> it's literally part of the scare. People jumping out and coughing on you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they dump a bunch of uh, uh, Germex on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Late. I have you. Yeah. Yeah, so well, let me just uh, reiterate anybody in the chat. Definitely uh, any questions or things that, that you can think of. Uh, keep that in mind for when we get to that uh, that, that portion of the episode. Right now, um, we're going to go over um, to the next section, which is basically called... Let's see if we can get it. Wait, what? What in the world building? So, I don't know. I had to play that at least once. <laughs> but it's called What in the World Building? And... Uh, it's basically so we can kind of showcase what's been going on um, in our world. You know what I mean? Whether it be in the in the game life or just in real life or just things that we have going on, very RPG based or our brand based. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what I'd like to do is uh, let's go into uh, you guys are on uh, roll twenty here. Let's get everybody's characters out here. Ooh. Whoa. Order. Order. Oh. Yeah, let's get a hey. little. Let's everybody click on their character and then go to your character sheet. You should have a reflex of ten, and let's just make sure that that's set. And and then uh, let's let's everybody give an initiative here. Make sure you click on your token so it shows up. This is great. I rolled a twenty. Oh, awesome. I'm definitely going first. Oh, how did I roll a twenty? I rolled a ten. There you go. Nice. Yeah, so that, you know, I I didn't just want to get into roll twenty because we all love roll twenty. Um, I, I you know I use it for the streaming and all that, but I wanted to get us in there and kind of making use of some of these tools for fun. I think initiative would be kind of fun to to Wait, talk. Are we? I guess we're all fixes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all pretty much badasses. Um, <laughs> but yeah, John, John, why don't you take the lead here? Uh, you got the highest initiative. Just kind of fill us in on on you know. Um, I have the floor. Yeah, yeah, okay, Every, so. everything, John. Let me just start it off one more time so we know what we're doing here. Yeah. Ooh. What in the Wait, world what, building? What in the world what building? All right, there you go. What Twice, in the world building? That's right. Just in case you didn't know, we are talking about what I am doing in my world. Well, I'll tell you guys, my Wise Guys campaign, it was meant to be a 2020 Red Hybrid one-shot. Then Artel Sorian honored me with the core rulebook beta rules they're like here you go and i was like you know what this one shot campaign why don't i make it a, a cyberpunk red official rules one shot campaign for this convention called RKO gaming con that they invited me to they're like yeah yeah let's do it well that one shot has turned into a, a giant arcing campaign like the players were like we want to keep playing this we want to explore this and I was like, all right, part two is going to be part three and four and five. And we're already on six. There's probably going to be two more. Hell yeah. And basically, I'm just trying to figure out how I've already figured out the overarching story. It'll wrap up soon. But my latest thing that I've done is I asked myself if I were to do a dungeon style uh, session, you know, like story arc, how would I do it in cyberpunk? And I came up with the idea that the players are going through a hotel looking for somebody. And each room of the hotel on each floor has a different story. Things are happening. It's like a living hotel. People come out of their room to go have a cigarette and they might hassle the players. And And I'm just sitting there interweaving like what's going on with this guy? What's his story? Why is he there? And then the next room and the next room and then... After that, I'm adding more on top of that, and my players are having such a good time with it. 
And especially since Roll20 has this awesome thing called dynamic lighting. And if you pay like an extra, uh, just five bucks a month, you get a bunch of hard drive, virtual hard drive space, and they give you dynamic lighting. And basically, my guys are moving their tokens on the screen, and there's certain areas that are blocked off because they can't see it. They either have to get open that door or something. They can't even pull their tokens into that area. It like stops them. So they're focused on the room that they're in, the person that they're talking to, what's in that room, what's next to them, and it's like laser focused on one spot. And it makes me it makes it easier for me to to fabricate what kind of story and situation and improvise because I know the limited capacity of what they know about the map. So yeah, that's what I'm currently doing right now. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. I love that. And you're still doing uh just wanted you to mention, I mean you're you're still doing which I enjoy. You know, you'll stream the game or now you're you're kind of recording, you're putting out the, the video and and like I said, I watch that, I enjoy it. But then you also kind of do a recap on your podcast. Did you want to mention that too? Yeah, yeah. So I'll do my I'll do the game we pre-record. Ever since we did it once, I fell in love with it. And actually taking inspiration from Phil and what you guys do with Roll to Cast, the heavy editing and you can really you're in control of the story. And that's what I like because I, I know it's entertainment at the end of the day. And I want to make sure that the product that comes out is enjoyable to people. It's something I could, you know, be in control of a little bit. And live adds like this factor that is unpredictable and doesn't give me the control I want. So I decided to pre-record. And then after we're, our session is done on my podcast, I give everybody my point of view on what I had planned for that session, how my players screwed it up, and <laughs> what I had to do to like improvise on the spot, what I have planned later. And it's basically a look into my mind on how I implemented and executed what I did for that session. Yep. So yeah. yeah, Tabletop Cyberpunk is the podcast if you guys are interested. Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure you mentioned it because I enjoy that, man. I like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Phil, you're up. What in the world is going on with you? Uh, so yeah, as we said earlier, I'm um, I'm doing a podcast called Roll to Cast, R O L E, um, and it's, so it's a variety um, uh, actual play podcast. And we're currently in the middle of a cyberpunk red season. I just published episode 15 last night, um, which is a fight between our edge runners and three maelstrom sisters based around the three fates. Uh, so we've got a bit of a, 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 a classical Greek mythology theme going through my campaign. So it's been really nice to sort of uh, theme some of my enemies and stuff on, on that. So that turned out cool. Uh, it was a lot of effort. There was, uh, as you say, I do a sort of heavy editing style. What I try to do is, is you know, the, the pre-recording and the gameplay is very much real, but I want to keep the the kind of the feel, what it feels like us to, to play and how exciting it is for us to play. And I feel like cutting out the downtime actually really um, helps people, you know, keep up with the feeling that, that we have in the room. Yeah. weirdly if that makes sense like if if i cut out the bits where i'm entering stuff into my combat tracker if you're in the room you you you're invested you stay you stay in it and if um 
but uh, it's harder i think when you're listening to it to it live so that's just my preference i like to kind of keep it really tight so i wrapped editing on that last night and we are going into the final chapters uh just revealed that the final showdown will take place in fresno um the uh that that wonderful californian town it's so random but i love uh, it yeah <laughs> uh I've the uh, oh have you oh, i'm yeah, sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, the I described it to my players. They were like, "What's the significance of Fresno?" And I was like, oh, well, it's like the Adelaide of of American cities." Oh, okay. Well, now I learned about Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're known as the sort of like crappy backwater. So, uh, yeah, that's, we've got a bit of a road trip ahead of us. Uh, we might meet some nomads. We'll see a little bit of the kind of wasted. 2045 california countryside oh yeah it would totally be nomad country 100 percent. it's so wrecked there it sucks their crops would have died so they don't have anything left and who would yeah i really wanted to get out of the city and and have a look at what's what's out there um so that's just that's what's coming up next and then uh, we have a a couple of seasons actually coming down the pipe um as as a little um uh preview for you guys we've got a um some pop cthulhu coming up and we Ooh. may have uh, kids on bikes coming up as well uh but that's uh, after we wrap uh, our season and the final thing i wanted to mention is that um so feed the beast is the name of the campaign we're doing at the moment oh gosh what is that noise um <laughs> uh and uh, i'm planning to write that up and uh the campaign setting heaven which is like a anarchist collective skyscraper uh into like a proper resource for people who are interested after the campaign wrap so look out for that at the beginning of next year around that time oh the other thing is that uh john john might well be doing a, a little one shot for the baby beard crew uh we just have to work out details for that but watch the space yeah i'm excited for that so that'll come up Hell yeah. yeah, I remember you mentioning that uh, before, uh, John. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, if you need you need anybody to play NPCs, don't forget me and Patrick are here for you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for you guys to play. Yeah. I mean, we could do a game with you guys too. Why yeah, not? yeah. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, Patrick. What in the world is going on with you? Yeah, so Two Brothers Gaming launched not too long ago, and uh, we started off with a Delta Green episode, which is I play. Uh, my brother and I GM, my brother plays, um, kind of like we did in the 80s when I had no one else to play, and I subjected him to torture. Um, he seemed to have adopted it. Uh, but uh, we did our first session of my Night City Nights um, cyberpunk campaign. I set it in 2054, um, so a few years uh, beyond red, um, and we'll be adopting the full red rules when I, when I get my... Uh, sticky fingers on those uh, very soon yeah. yeah so um and uh, i'm getting prepped for the next session of it but it features uh, my brother and a player from my star wars campaign which is now in like episode 15 um but they play two former uh night city police officers uh who are now on their own as private investigators investigating the city and the first session saw them um knocked out uh, in media res uh, as they uh, woke up in a shipping container and uh, 
the guy that they were trying to spy on was brought in and tortured in front of them. They escaped uh, barely. Uh, so I'm going to fast forward it, uh, and they're going to pick up sort of the main thread of a case that's going to come up uh, about a missing uh, woman and a corpo who was his daughter found. So uh, we will be featuring guest NPCs and players uh, as they progress through the time. So um, I've already talked to Rob. He wants to play a fixer. There are plenty of fixers in uh, my Night City Nights uh, campaign. So we'll, we'll get him involved in anyone else. So, um, but, uh, I, but part of my, uh, my brother and I stick is we do play a lot of other games. So pretty soon we'll have a Star Trek Adventures game and a Mutant Year Zero. Uh, mm. game uh, oh, cool. from Free League. So, um, nice, man. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. It, that's kind of like a big dungeon crawl um, through mm-hmm. you know a zone of stuff where you know, basically my brother wants to play a duck. Um, so, um, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, there's a video game about that world, right? Yes, uh, it's called Mutant Year Zero uh, Road to Eden. Road to Eden. Uh, yeah, yeah, I played most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of an okay. XCOM-ish game. Um, too so but yeah he, he he's kind of uh, one of the main characters and there's ducks a duck uh who walks and talks and um so <laughs> shoots kind of a big to... gun right like a howard yeah. the howard the duck style situation or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. a bunch of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> right on so yeah we'll be doing that so um so i was gonna say look. that uh that uh doing like the private detective route for a, a cyberpunk campaign you can never go wrong yeah that. it just works he hates the department they use they're corrupt now he was the only good cop got out of there <laughs> and uh having two of them working together that's actually a really cool dynamic of like two... trouble no one else will help them like yeah yeah and yeah. i liked uh patrick i think i saw when you were when you were starting that some of the assets that you made for it like that the missing person stuff or something i think i saw you make some things for one of your campaigns i thought was pretty cool yeah um, and i always love when, when... And... yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love when GMs, you know, make those little things, whether it be something about the corp or an NPC or, you know, something a little more than an image once in a while and drops. And your players are like, "Uh, yeah, okay. And then they talk. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's cool. All right. That's funny. That logo is stupid. Why'd you do it that way? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'll I'll get into what I've got going on in my world. Um, I'm still running the weekly gameplay. Um, I'm streaming it live. I've got, uh, I just ended Team Spicy. Um, a couple of those players couldn't play anymore. They got a lot going on. So I was able to at least wrap up that story and give like an epic ending where I even brought in their their old characters that they were playing during my 2020 Red Hybrid that took place in like the 2020 time. They survived the the fourth corporate war. They're older now. And like that, that rocker boy, you know, passed on to the new rocker. And like, so I was able to bring their characters from the past up to this new corporation that they're going to work for. It was a really epic ending, which was really cool. And they actually got teary eyed and really enjoyed it. It was really cool. Um, but I'm, can I'm, I ask you real quick? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interject, but my players have been asking if, Brought, they brought it up. It would be cool if we could meet our old um, characters from the other campaign. How did you implement that? Um, well, what I did is see their old characters. They were very anti-corp, and they were a team that was just kind of working on that agenda. One was a rocker boy. Um, one was a solo that streamed. Um, you know, so like they each had their own sort of agenda. One was a tech, but they were very anti-you know corp, and that's what his tour and music was about. And then they were 
you know, trying to cause riots and anti-corp sort of situations and whatever. Then when we got into red, that just kind of ended. So what I did is towards the end of this, when I wrapped up their current team, Team Spicy, in official red, that's what we named the each team so we could keep track during the live streams. People could follow yeah. the storyline and know which one to go with. Great but idea. um, but yeah, their their Team Spicy. What like a couple of them, one was a rocker boy, one was a solo. They're very anti-corp, and lo and behold, the third player ended up being a corp, an exec. Mm. And so it was kind of like meshing weird, and they were kind of being odd to each other throughout the game. They were trying to align properly. So in the last session, I had the guy, since they set off a bomb in one of the first ones, a bunch of bad press happened. The corp wanted to kind of cut ties with the main dude, so it was Olivia Forsyth actually sent them to an Oasis station that recently got taken over from a chew for you station, Petrochem. Cause you know, continental brands is a subsidiary of Petrochem broke off. Um, so they sent them there. They cleaned up that station, but take your net runner Cody, which was the execs, uh, underling. Cause you know, execs and teamwork, they get their little minion. He had a yeah. net runner. So they went out to kind of clean up the system. They go in there. There's like dead Petrochem guards. But when they look closer, it was a setup. There were actually gang boosters put in Petrochem guard suits. Uh, when the net runner logged in, he was hit with all these viruses and things, caught fire, died. Um, and the emergency uh, system went in, uh, put in halon in a concentrated form, which was kind of set up fucked up. So they were suffocating. Um, so they could only hold their breath so Jeez. many minutes based on their body. Then they take the damage. The shields drop down around the building. They had to basically break their way out. Then they... Get the cleanup crew arrives. They take their van, get out of there. Um, lots of other details I'm not bringing up, but there's another Netrunner that's related to the Netrunner that just died who's like, oh, well, come here. I was able to crack that file that you needed me to crack. So they end up at this corporation called the OC I created, which is Operation Chaperone, which is like an anti-corp corp so I could have them finally all align, you know? Uh, so it was hey. like, Yeah, yeah. So they kind of all go there, and it's like, hey, I see Continental Brands has a hit on you. Why don't you come work for us where we have a different morale system? And in fact, we know the solo. We know this rocker boy. We want you to kind of go on tour, be the face, and push our agenda. We're funded by private angel investors and nonprofits to build up portions of the combat zone and help people and do good. And, uh, and in fact, we have an old rocker that was the face of our company. He's been doing it for the past 20 something years, but he's ready to kind of take the back seat and be a, maybe a tour manager. He wants to kind of mentor you and enter big Z, the rocker boy from the previous campaign they did. So one of the players like, Oh my God, you know? And then like I had the solo come in, he's mentoring the other solo. So they, they kind of come in working for operation chaperone over the past 20 years, but then now they're ready to kind of settle down off of the forefront of that and let this new fresh blood kind of take over, but they're going to mentor themselves into that future. So that's kind yeah, of how I made that happen, you know, but they all got okay. really sentimental, you know, bringing up the old characters. And I did too. I got teary eyed. It was really fun. Um, you get squeeze in my radio DJ, uh, uncle Bob. Oh yeah. Uh, I caught that. I remember on real chat. Nice. Yeah. He just, he, he popped up in an old recording in, uh, <laughs> yeah. In some bunker. That's really fun to bring those callbacks. Yeah. And then now, and now, so like I was at least able to give closure to that story. So like now, even though they can't play, anybody that was following those sessions can at least, I don't know, put it to rest, you know, and imagine how it went. And now I'm just focused on, you know, Team Nameless, which is the other team. I'm doing that every Tuesday. Uh, My wife's on that team. She plays a solo, which Mm -hmm. is fun. And, um, and yeah, we're just doing that every week. I just, use that same hotel map doing the same type of dungeon crawl style thing where each room they're looking they were looking for dr sanders the guy in charge or uh sanders which is uh one of the execs that was running their supply chain for the company uh Aug- yeah. rockland augmetics and he was captured by docs r us they were trying to get a supply chain they had him in one of the rooms but there was shit in every room and they had to go around basically like 
to each door. They were doing all kinds of tricky stuff to figure out which room to go in and what to do, but it was a lot of fun. And that, that map, let me mention, I'm sponsored by Lion Banner Games. Um, so anybody checking out the maps during uh, my live streams, check out his maps. We actually have a, a fundraiser thing that we're working on and something really cool coming up that I can't mention now, uh, but it will be coming up and it's really, really fun. Um, but yeah, Lion, Lion Banner yeah, Games. Maps. Yeah. Maps. Oh yeah, amazing. Yeah, I've seen you use some of his maps too. In fact, it's, it's funny because when you used that hotel one, I had to tell a couple of my players, um, that, you know, we're all in the same community. You know Eric, he plays uh, my tech. We also did your one shot, John. And I had to tell him, hey, don't follow John's current live stream because he's using the same fucking map and i don't want to i don't want you to see the rooms and that's funny so i was like just watch them when we're done when we're done then you can go back and check it out (laughs) but um but yeah aside from that i'm still doing uh you know and that's all under the cyberpunk uncensored brand i'm also doing the cyberpunk uncensored podcast i'm doing all kinds of interviews i've had you know uh cyber smiley and uh, data fortress 2020 founder and and uh um you know, Jay Gray and I've got James coming up and a few others. And I'm just, I'm just constantly putting out uh, interviews and content almost every day. I'm putting out some type of cyberpunk content. I'm also doing the GM tips. Um, I'm also starting to host uh, other GMs that are streaming 2020. And then the red jumpstart kit Monday is session one for GM Teddy Burns. And then I've got some others. I've got Phil uh, coming. He's going to be doing it. Not our Phil here, but a different Phil. Um, So I'm just, I'm trying to basically every day, kick out some type of cyberpunk content or provide something cyberpunk to enjoy for the community. Um, so I've got oh, yeah. to check out the podcast too, all under the same name, cyberpunk uncensored. Aside from that, the other thing I'm doing, you know, I'm into filmmaking. I'm a producer, a director, writer. I also act. Um, you can check out my IMDB. I've done so many different films and series and things. I've got some in the works now, but um, I'm really into production design and I've been working on making props so I've, I've been, uh, yeah, I'm going to start selling these on Etsy and places. It might be kind of hard to see in this lighting because it's like weathered, but it actually has like working lights. That's cool. And, um, and I've <laughs> actually put like interface plugs. So when you, when, when you order the gun, you can get in your interface plug and, uh, you know, your smart <laughs> nice. gun links. So you can tuck that in the sleeve and do some cosplay or filming. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty badass. And then I made this one. That's cool. Are those from Nerf guns? Um, yeah, toy guns. They're all toy yeah, guns yeah. that I've customized, you know. And this is this is like a, a shotgun version. Um, and again, it's got the uh, you know the smart gun link. And this one I, I put horizontal, so it can be on either side since it has the two-handed thing. To, so it's lefty yeah. or righty. Um, Give you can it have a that click visible. Clack. Give it a click clack. How does yeah. it sound? I oh, know it definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, you know, you'll put those sounds in post. You want that to sound real. But but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to just, you know, I'm artistic and I'm just trying to utilize all my skills, whether it be the streaming, the game stuff, writing my book stuff, you know, the acting, the film. But now I'm making these cyberpunk props. I'm going to put them out there. So if anybody that's into the cosplayer filmmaking wants to buy them or have custom ones made, I'm going to start putting that all out there. Um, but that was, a, that was pretty much the last thing I wanted to mention that I've got going on right now. And I just want to say, all three of you inspired me and my brother to start Two Brothers Gaming. Just, you know, all you know, all the great work you guys are doing and stuff. It was like, yeah, we want to do this. So, you know, I just want to uh, give you, you know, a thanks and a props because uh, knowing, knowing other people out there doing it definitely Yeah, is. thank you, man. Oh, I yeah. appreciate it. Thanks. Thank dude. you. Thank you. Yeah, I thanks, like the, I love the idea of you and your brother. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, my brother, my brother and me, mm-hmm. Mabim Bam. It's a podcast. They're 
like three brothers and their dad. They play like D and D games oh, and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Yeah, two. Like they introduce their brother, their dad too. Yeah, D&D he's, D&D. and he's like, I don't know what this shit is, and it's the best because <laughs> he doesn't care, and uh, <laughs> it's such a great dynamic when it's like family, you know. So I love the idea of you and your brother doing stuff together. I can't wait to see what you guys do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty much it for what I've got going. I think we all got to mention that. Let's get to uh, the next section here. Let me bring it up. Let me make sure I Should bring... Should we roll initiative again? Let me bring the players over. Now, in this case, I think, uh, you know, we won't really need to. This is our, um, you know, from the streets section, I guess. This is where we'll go to the Chumba chat that we've got going on. If anybody has any open chats other than the ones I have open, if you have any questions that were given to you by fans or people um, prior we can go over that now but that's kind of kind of what I wanted to do um, with this portion is just you know and any questions from the chat so anybody in there if you want to send any questions we're here to answer them I've got a couple here um, just a couple things to go over that I had in previous from our cyberpunk uncensored discord and our Facebook group the one thing was and it's funny because we already kind of mentioned this but it's opinions on Shadowrun versus cyberpunk magic with cybernetics or keep it separate and I know me and Phil just kind of already mentioned that earlier but um, yeah, no, I agree with you guys too I like I uh, it takes me out of the immersion to know that there's shaman and orcs and ogres and stuff like that in that cyberpunk world because what connected me to the game in the first place was it's so similar to what I'm already used to in my life you know yeah and that's what i like about it so yeah so Shadowrun, as much as it's like a i'm sure it's a fun game i'm sure it's it's got deep lore and all that but it 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 doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't appeal to me i guess yeah me neither i'm i'm with you on that i like my like i said i like my dragons and magic and shit over here and i like my cybernetics and dark dystopian future over here and like i don't want them to mesh you know (laughs) anyone speak on on defense of Shadowrun? What was that? Will anyone come to Shadowrun's defense? Uh, I'm not sure Shadowrun players are. It's got definitely deep lore, but I kind of agree. I mean, you know, when I play play Traveler, I don't, I usually don't use psionics, you know, I, Mm. because I like, I like science fiction. I kind of like it a little bit. I think I'm like you guys. I like it kind of clean and and separate. Um, I played Shadowrun once or twice um, a long time ago, Um, but. I keep coming back to cyberpunk or traveler or yeah, uh, I'm in Dungeons and Dragons or the Witcher where I'm playing yeah. uh, different. I love D and D. D and D's awesome. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, but I I would say that the one exception is Warhammer. For some reason, 40k, the like different races and orcs and Eldar and sci- psychic magic and stuff. For some reason, it works for me with the cyberware. And I guess it's not similar to our world at all it's just like a world of war you know so i get yeah it's so distant and removed yeah and and dialed up to not 11 it's probably dialed up to 25 or something it's it's off the richter yeah 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 so i think that is that's a good point i think that's one of the things that differentiates it and i'm 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 with patrick in that you um it feels like you know, it feels better when it's clean the 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 cyberpunk stuff because we are hurtling towards a cyberpunk future every day. So, yeah. right, no, exactly. Yeah, in cyberpunk, you're not uh, you're not your race and your class. You're a person with a life path and has experiences, and you have allies and enemies. It's more uh, focused on that, and everything else is just flavor. 
yeah uh, uh, to to add to what you are but really you're a person you know yeah no i know cyber smiley in the chat says uh if i want to play an elf i'll play D and see I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that cyber smiley I'm, I'm the same way like i still like D and um but yeah it's if I want to get into that, I don't want to. I don't want yeah, to shit on Shadowrun because I know people right. like it, and yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a terrible game. But it's just right, not. Definitely. Oh yeah, no, no. By by no means are we saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying preference yeah. preference on how I like my magic and fantasy stuff versus the dark future stuff, and I love it to keep it separate. However, I do like when I I do like when I get my chocolate and my peanut butter and my peanut butter and my chocolate though. But I just don't like yeah. to mix my magic with my cybernetics. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 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 Shadowrun deep lore it's got you know it's got yeah. a fan, it's got years of lore mm-hmm. novels games and stuff like that so uh definitely it's it, it's a, got a rich history and, and yeah uh, people nice. love it, so yeah, yeah and then cool. I've, I've got here in the chat um daniel who again you know like i said before he plays on rio the netrunner in our ongoing game he says here um since they have announced and shown the majority of the new corpse the neo corpse does anyone have any favorites already i know yeah. i do well, I'd like to hear from you guys. Uh... Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll go first. I'm really interested in Ziggurat. I don't know if they talked about them. Did they? Because I didn't yeah. watch the report. Did no, there's a whole... Th- that was one of the four, I believe, that they released or something previous. Well, sorry if they didn't and I just spilled the beans because <laughs> I no. didn't watch it. But uh, No, they did. I they... think they're going to... Okay, good. It was in their press release thing. when they released those four companies, I believe. Remember when they did that like a month ago? There's Continental sure. Bands. Continental um, Bands, Rockland Augmetics, Ziggurat, and um, Zarifa. Yeah. Zarifa. Or, okay. Yeah, Zarifa. Well, well, I'm glad because there were, I saw the book. There was like one little ad that they had for Ziggurat for ZChat. And I was like, oh, here it is. This is the like social media what chat thing that's going on in red. And I was so interested in how people connect with each other now in the dark future. So I'm really interested to see how they do it, how they collect data and, and do all that kind of stuff and how they're sinister and, and see how fun that could be. Yeah, it's very Netrunner side, it feels. Very yeah, tech side. yeah, it's so much like our world, you know? Yeah. It's definitely my favorite of them as well. Um, in, in my campaign, I really ran with this idea of the net and data pools. Um, the old net's like a big part of the story that I'm running uh and and perhaps you know punks getting getting access to what's in there um but but city net and the new data pool is really really interesting to me as well i think um the way they've kind of put it as a sort of a community run idea that that sort of anyone can create on it and then i also kind of made an extra step where the faction i created have their own even more private version of like a city net data pool so i think Mm -hmm. That's a really cool addition to um, the world that adds a lot of um, possibilities. And then yeah. having like a corp um, behind it to, to kind of add a, a, a grounding to it is really fun to see. You just gave me a huge Did... spark of inspiration of like a grizzled net runner that has like a burned face oh, yeah. <laughs> from all the zapping that happened to him because he went into the old net to scavenge something. <laughs> And came out and barely survived. So, yeah, yeah nice. that in my game. <laughs> yeah, one one of my favorite out of the Neo Corps um, is probably Zerafa. I really like um, you know the USSR background, the sort of cutthroat CEO, young, dangerous, 
you know, Russian guy that runs it. I like the, uh, the aspect that like, you know, they, they're bringing in these giraffes, these construction vehicles, these bots to help kind of rebuild the city and do things. But you know, how the hell did they get that shipment through? No one really knows. There's some shady shit there. And that's like right in like the press release stuff that our Talsorian put out. And I just love how it just starts right away with this sort of like, I don't know, they must've done something to get that shit over here, you know, in, in our continent. But it's, it's also because in my game, my wife who plays a solo didn't have enough money uh, to get the cybernetics and things she wants. So she opted into the whole sell yourself to to a corp to get the Ooh. shit paid for. Yeah, yeah. So she got the cybernetics <laughs> and things she wants. She's got that steady job, but it's like no choice now. You know, like they tell yeah, her yeah. what to do. And actually, if you go and look at Team Nameless, the very first session, I started them off stripped of armor, no weapons, waking up in bathtubs in the back of a Yakuza torture place because they got taken while on a mission from Zarafa. So I just started them instantly in the neck of it, you know what I mean? And they had to just figure out how to get out of that situation. It was really fun. But I really like Zarafa because they, they just come across really dangerous and potential for lots of corrupt shit, you know? Um, Patrick, did you have a favorite out of any of the ones that you saw? Rocklin Augmentics. Um, you know, I... You know, well, one of my players in my game, like, he went all... He's like, ah, if you're going to have a, a cybernetic arm, you got to go chrome, right? And yeah. so I'm going to have a full chrome arm. Oh, I'm going to have a full chrome leg. And so now that, you know, I, I just love the idea. I think it said something about, like, they would have, like, designer uh, versions of, like, these... The signature uh, cybernetic series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> just, just, like, it's, like, so such a great idea of course it's going to do that you know there's going to be these designers that are going to come in with these fantastic ideas and um you know and sell it and people are going to be one upping each other on like oh yeah you know did you get the hermes uh you know uh cybernetic <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no i got the louis vuitton one you know <laughs> i love that style over substance kind of oh, yeah. attitude yeah yeah oh, this 2077 stuff i was really excited by the kind of Lizzie Wizzy characters, seeing one of those full chromed people like as a big part of the lore. Because you read about them in 2020, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I never really sort of had them actually visualized like that. It's so cool. Yeah, to yeah. be worked in right from the start as like a main lore point, you know? That's really neat. Um, from the chat here, I've got uh, just a, a couple things. I'm, somebody said, are we going to get into the net running thing? And I noticed Daniel said we did that episode. I just want to reiterate that anybody watching, if you do want to, you know, learn more about the net running during red, uh, me and Daniel did a, a complete episode about net running. I think the videos on the cyberpunk uncensored channel, it's also on the podcast. And we talk about all that, just how the new system works. And as much as we can talk about anyways, um, we cover like the jump, you know, the red jumpstart kit uh, stuff that's already released. And then some of the stuff that we've done in gameplay um, that's already been released through our gameplay, but obviously no reading from the book or any details yet. But you can at least get the gist of all the netrunning stuff from those episodes because, you know, it's definitely more than a mouthful. Um, a couple of um, couple of Roll to Cast episodes have uh, full netruns in them as well if you want to check out how they work in practice. Nice. Yeah, and then... Um, yeah, the other thing, too, we have in the chat, and this was sent, but it's it's a little bit different, but it said, how, how do you guys feel about Mortal Kombat 11, which came out la you know last year a while ago, but I guess people were com debating on it. Mortal Kombat 11 characters bringing in, like, pop icon stuff like Rambo, Robocop, Spawn, Terminator, the Joker. Awesome. Um, how, how would you feel, you know, feel about that in the sense of, like, cyberpunk or role-playing games? And that made me think, like, that's why I don't mm -hmm. like that 
To me, I think it's almost like this novelty, goofy thing, and that's fine. Like, you can kind of pop culture, get people to buy it, or go, oh, cool, I like Rambo. Oh, cool, I like Spawn, because I love Spawn. I own all of them, you know? Okay, I would say But But imagine you're playing Cyberpunk. You're you're playing Cyberpunk. You're trying to be immersed, and all of a sudden Rambo walks in, or the Terminator's like, ah, fuck that, dude. That's that's stupid. It's goofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you, Cyberpunk World has its own celebrities, right? It has its yeah. own culture. Well, so does Mortal Kombat. So does Mortal Kombat. They have their whole lore, and now they're well, pulling in this pop culture. It's different it would, I would ahead, bring in a bunch of Rambos as a poser gang. Oh, there you yeah, go. Exactly. That's, 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 that's how we bring it in. The, there it is. It's the lone gang where they're all different. Like one's and they're just all... guy who's trying to spawn... Like, who thinks he is Spawn? He's, like, altered himself. Uh, Edgelord. To... Yeah. But his yeah, mo- yeah. but if his movement's, like, two because he's covered in chains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I mean, it would be cool, yeah, yeah, like, if, if Sylvester Stallone was doing, like, the voice of a original character, that's fucking awesome, you know? But yeah. but if it's literally Rambo, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu Reeves' Johnny Silverhand is cool. Yeah. If it was just like, oh, John Wick's in this universe too, you'd be like, no, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, the, the thing I like about what Artel Sorian has done is they, they've stuck to their lore. They've stuck to their alternate universe. So, you know, Rambo probably happened. but And, mm-hmm. you know, but John, uh, Wick, uh, John Wick didn't happen, right? Yeah. You know, because... Yeah. The, the, the history is different at that point in time. Yeah, there's no so, Apple, no Google. Right. None of that yeah. Stuff. Yeah. No, and I think it's yeah. important, like you said, the, the lore. I mean, it, it, it is so impressive what our Talsorian has done. And I literally was just slightly arguing with a friend about this the other day because they were like, oh, I see our Talsorian's putting out the game on the same release date as the video game. I thought they said they weren't going to do that. Oh, it'd be nice if they'd be honest. And it's like, what, what the hell? Why are you calling them dishonest? Like, watch any of the interviews. Anytime they talk about it, they said it has nothing to do with that. They're trying to match the lore with 2077, and they can't release it or be finalized on editing until CD Projekt Red is finalized on the lore that they've established beyond that date point, so then they can make sure it all it's, matches. And I think that's impressive. I so, think it's, it's so it cool. It's so much richer. Yeah. It's so yeah. richer to have it all con- continue through. And all the – I think um, when we had a discussion between you and me, Rob, we were – we talked about how, you know, for new fans, you're like, oh my God, Keanu Reeves is in this. This is wicked. And then for like people who are really invested in the world itself, they're like, oh my God, this is Johnny Silverhand. Exactly. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It works on different levels. And I think that's that's beautiful that they've taken extra time to dovetail it all in together. Because mm-hmm. you know what nerds are like. You'd be like, oh, well, excuse me. I think we'll find that character uh, didn't live in that location. Yeah, it's excuse me, sir. When you do the math, actually. it doesn't seem to match up, you know. <laughs> Like it, it's not, it's not right, but no, I just, Don't I just want guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I definitely wanted to bring that up because I wanted it to be clear to everyone, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. I have not once seen anything of our Talsorian talk about the release date coinciding with that. It, it for me, no, anything no, I've no. heard, it's always been about trying to match the lore. Jay Gray confirmed on my discord to answering somebody else. It's purely coincidental. Right. No. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I told argue. my, that's what I told my friend too. I said, look, they're matching the lore. 
it's just it's coincidence and obvious that once they line up the lore, it's probably going to coincide with the release date because that's how it works. Once they finish that and well, they lock it in, it? then they have the release date. Like, <laughs> how does it matter anyway? I know, like, I know. They're partners, they're that's building the same question. world. No, it it, it shouldn't matter. matter, and I think that's why it bo- that's why it bothered me so much is because it shouldn't matter. And to me, it felt like this sort of troll thing where you just wanted to say they were being dishonest and act it's like you you knew something we, different, you know. Yeah. And I felt like ah, that was just mean. It was no, mean. It's the same thing we talked about earlier about CD Projekt and the whole crunch thing. People were trying to do this gotcha kind of thing. Like, I got you. you you're being dishonest. Finally. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt know, it. I knew you were evil. Yeah, I felt it was mean, and I felt like for a second I had to like be def- be like defending Artel Soyan or something. And then I was like, I calmed down. I was like, ah, all right, cool. Let's change the subject. Let's just not talk about it anymore, yeah. dude. I don't want to talk talk about that with you anymore. <laughs> and we and we let it go. So I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a winning battle. People will be yeah, like, yeah. oh, of course you're biased. You make content for the game. That's why you're defending. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. You just gotta. It's it's a minority anyway. So. Yeah. And ultimately, yeah. you know, when it comes down to it, like you said, it doesn't matter. Like, it's coming out soon. The game's going to be out soon. Like, it's going to be so exciting. Once it comes out, no one's going to remember any of the ongoing date changes and stresses and arguments and trolls and debates. And, like, it's just going to be like it's out, and then drama. everyone's going to be it's into drama. that. Yeah, drama. Yeah. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> I know, like, not the good kind of drama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We got another question here. Uh, John, John in our chat, John D. Pietro. I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. But he said, "What's your thoughts on the Edge Runners show coming out on Netflix?" I'm pretty excited uh, about that. I mean, I have no idea what it is. I know that it's a pretty good studio that's working on it. And it's uh, so early. We haven't heard any details, right? Yeah, yeah no details. About it? We just know the studio that's working on it and their past work, and that's it. That's all we know. Yeah, and it's set in 2077 worlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think more more law for this universe uh, is is always good. That's my thoughts. Oh, yeah. No, the more it's yeah. always fun to see anybody else's perspective on the world that you think you know because we all have our games, we all world build and play our own stuff and make our own corporations. So it's cool to see what other people do. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's very cool. Um, and, I, and, and like, I'm always saying online, like, more cyberpunk, please. You know, like, I'm always, like, posting yeah, that when I, whether I'm GM tips or podcasts or live streams or interviews or whatever, just like that. Like, with the, the Edge Runner animation, like, hell yeah, more. Just keep anything cyberpunk, put it out, love the genre, love everything about it. Yeah. And the more that, that this stuff is out there, the more fans, the more GMs, the more players, just the more the community grows. And thus, we all have, we'll all have more fun, you know? Now's the time to get into the community, guys. It's really growing, and they're, they're gonna they confirmed, yeah, of course, and they they confirmed the skirmish game. Friday Night Firefight is what it's gonna be called, and it's literally a skirmish game with models that you paint and like Necromunda and uh, and those kinds of games. Oh yeah, was that the news got... you wanted to bring up too? Don't forget, was that? No, no, that wasn't the news. I just saw that on. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, because I, I saw that remember too. Remember, I asked James uh, when we talked to them privately off air. I yeah. asked him about it, and he's like, "I can't talk about it." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some of the um, the models from the oh, monster. A reflection. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't want to get mine out. It's fine. Before we get out, John, John, what was the news before we forget? Didn't you have something else uh, you wanted to mention? No, I don't. I don't think so. Not that I know of. Oh, was I thought, there? Yeah, there was an Artalsorian thing you wanted to dive into, or was that what we already covered now? I think we already covered it, so I think we're good. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't remember anything else. 
Okay, yeah, I, I just thought in the chat you mentioned uh, then you're going to talk about something from our Talsorian and dive into it. Um, yeah, no, we're good, man. We're moving ahead. All right, cool. We're yeah, doing it. And this is uh, more CP equals real life. LOL, Chris Bennett. Yep, exactly. That's the point. Um, yeah, so I think we kind of hit all the questions here in the chat. Um, before we wrap this up, um, and, and while we're wrapping this up, anybody that's paying attention to the chat, if any other questions come to mind, drop them in there. I am going to check it one last time. But before we do that, I just want to do something a little different, a little bit fun. Let me pull uh, everybody's eye, their little tokens out here one more time. Okay. And then everybody, uh, you know, you know the drill. Click on your token. Give me the initiative. Initiative. Dude, I'm rolling like a champ. Oh, Phil. Phil's killing it. Smashed it. All right, cool. Now here's what we're going to do. Um, this is just going to be just... We fight to the death. Yeah, yeah. You're going down, Phil. Yeah. No, Phil gets to punch first. This is horrible. Um, so I have my hurricane arms. Uh... <laughs> I'm just going to go like this and, if you, and walk towards you. And if you if it hits you... It... Yeah. I'm going to kick my feet. <laughs> yeah. No, I just... I've got, you know, a few little questions here. And I just, I just want to kind of... Uh rocket fire them and just we go in initiative order everyone just kind of answer them and they're just kind of pointless goofy questions or just something i just got a few of them and i just want to do this and this will give anybody in the chat a little bit of time too if you've got any other questions you want to type out but um but yeah phil favorite color purple Ooh, nice okay and then mine i was gonna say mine used to be green and lately it's been purple and violet i don't know if it's that that cyber wave vibe. That's funny. <laughs> I know, purple violet. It's like you know, it's it's like those hues, anything around that I've been really liking lately. But yeah, John John. Well I'm purple and and, and teal. So there you go, there's my two. Those are uh, close. Oh, I like that black, too. Red, white, green, purple, yellow. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> it's blue. It's always been blue. I'm a crip for life. Does That's that, how we do it. Does that include does that include aqua? Aqua, no, get that away from uh, me, all right? That's what the right. communists want you to do is call it aqua, all yeah, right? Yeah. Patrick. It's blue. Patrick. I'm going to go with blue. It's Tampa Bay Rays. Ooh, nice. All right, Phil, favorite number or lucky number? Uh, seven? <laughs> mine's, mine's... I don't have a strong relationship with numbers. That's funny. Mine's three. For some reason, I've always liked three, and it's always been lucky for me. It's the magic number. Yes, it is. Yeah, John, John. Uh, I guess 13. That's my birthday date. And uh, it's an unlucky number, but I want to be, you know, I want to go against that. It's lucky for me, baby. <laughs> yeah. Patrick? <laughs> I'm going to go with 23 because it's my wife's and my anniversary. Aww. Is, is so that's where I go. Aww. Beautiful. <laughs> that's cute. I'll um, tell your wife. If I ever meet her, I'll tell her that you said that to give you points. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Phil, <laughs> Phil, what's your favorite cyberpunk role for you to play? Like, if you were to play, favorite cyberpunk role? Tech. I love tech. Uh, I love the possibilities of making and doing. I even think this about the the kind of the real world is that engineers uh, have the keys to creation. You know, they can they can make stuff happen. They can manipulate the world on the ground level and i think that's one of the coolest ways to interact with the world and how cool is it in red too what they did with text like now like inventing and upgrading and all the cool things you know just episode just gone uh our tech used their field tech specialization to jury rig a 25 year old car 
uh, so that it worked for half an hour before blowing up. That's fine. Our tech, that our, our tech did the same thing. They were being chased uh, by some security guards, and they, their car was about you know down to like one HP and on the side of the road, and they were fighting. And the tech, you know, Jimmy rigged it enough to get that thirty minutes out of it to get out of there. And our solo shot their car, finished it so they could get away. But uh, but yeah, nice. he's also been clutch in repairing SP and then upgrading and things like that. So it's it's oh, yeah. techs yeah, are so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, dude. But for me. Fixer. That's one of my favorites. I love fixers. I loved your fixer in my game. Uh, yeah. Touch. Yeah, he's yeah. actually uh, the character I, I based my... I'm doing a kids, uh, like a kids cyberpunk cartoon thing um, that I'm mm. helping produce and working with some writers and people. And I've actually extracted characters from games I do. And I, uh, Dutch is one of them I've taken. And he's kind of like the lead. Uh, but a young young version. These are kids, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like That's a kid. Cool. It's a kids That's cartoon fun. sort of thing. Uh, ages 9 to 13. But, um... Yeah, what's your favorite, John? John? Uh, for me, it used to be cop, just because I love a cop campaign. That's crazy, near and dear to my heart. But ever since the Jumpstart Kit in Red came out, this uh, this Netrunner dude is so cool, man. It's so fun. It's fun making the net run for them, the net architecture, how they do things. Now with the way cyber decks are handled and and the combinations of stuff. And it's been such a blast watching my Netrunner and my game figure out how to do things to support the party that I love mm. it. I just, I would play a Netrunner for sure. Nice. I have to agree with you on that. Um, not, not that it's my favorite. Fixer's still favorite. But I have become a fan of Netrunning. You know, like we've all said in 2020, a lot of GMs avoided Netrunning. A lot of players avoided it. Um, it just wasn't as fun. It wasn't, you know, it was separated from the team. That's going to happen this time around. Every team's going to have a net run. Oh, and they're going to love it. And they're going to love Guaranteed. it. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, but what about you? What's up? Uh, cop. Patrick Lawman. Uh, oh, wow. I write mystery novels, and I've always liked the Cop Buddy Show, PIs, and it's my favorite campaign type to yeah. run. And, it's and so fun, IG man. Mysteries all the time. Yeah, so it's just, uh, it's a blast. So. I mean, Blade Runner, the almost prototypical cyberpunk. It's a yes. it's a, a lawman story. Yeah, it's nice. so easy to throw in plot hooks too on a cop campaign because it's like that's your job. You got it. You had to be in the dangerous place. Yeah, and then they stumble on something they weren't supposed to see, and now it's like you know it's fun. Yeah. I love and that so story. easy to direct you know align it with the with the proper morals of the character, whether they're corrupt or straight or however they want to play it. It's like you, yeah. you like you said, you can send them into things because that's their job. And then obviously, like, you know, you can take it any, any way you want, depending on, you know, how they align their morals. It's really cool. Yeah. And I, I love, it, it makes it easy for me to bring in, you know, big conspiracy, you know, corporations undermining the city and the cops. And, yeah, it's just it's a blast. I, I would love to explore, like, a bounty hunter campaign, yes. like Dog the Bounty Hunter style, yes. like going around with your buddies oh, yeah. capturing dudes. That's fun. Yes. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, there should be some... Like, uh... Cyber psychosis, like a what oh, are they called? Yeah. C-SWAT. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be Killing definitely cool. Cyber psychos, that's fun. Um, yeah. the The other thing I wanted to do uh, with this in, this initiative, and then we'll go into. I, I see in the chat there are a couple more questions. We'll get into that before we wrap up. But um, but one last thing I kind of wanted to do in this little sort of fun initiative question thing, um, and I and I hope to do this each episode. We can do like little fun, stupid things like like this, you know, just to add in. Um, sure. But let's go in order of the initiative. Um, you can see it, it go, you know, it goes Phil, then me, then John, then Pat, Phil, me, John, Pat, and just keep going in order. Everybody name, and it could be from past, 
present or whatever, you know, anytime uh, your favorite or just uh, an appreciated or music you like, you know, a band or an artist, a rapper, a DJ. Um, music has always been a big part of my life. You know, I was a touring musician back in the day and like I've been in numerous projects. I have multiple albums out and like, you know, done some cool stuff in the music industry. And um, I always feel that music kind of shows you people's personalities or passions and stuff, you know? And don't say you don't like music, because to me that's like somebody saying they don't like animals. Fuck that. Those people exist, man. <laughs> Something's wrong with those types of people. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go in order, and let's just see. Let's see how it goes. Uh, you know, let's at least do a few few rounds of that, and everybody just name it, and we'll see see if we can just name off some. It can be from any time, kid to now, Give whatever. Give it you're... to us, Phil. Let's do it. Phil, go for it. So I, I don't really like music. No. How dare you? <laughs> I'm, I'm I've actually been uh, on a bit of a Radiohead kick at the moment. Uh, Love Radiohead. Been going, back, been going back through the discography. So um, I've, I've listened to uh, the one that's really stuck with me again is The Benz, um, some early OE stuff. Oh. Uh, and uh, I listened to Kid A yesterday and just had a blast with that. It's really, really awesome. So, um, and, and the one I've been sleeping on, In Rainbows, uh, I hadn't really listened to it that much. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about Radiohead is you can see the evolution through their stuff. They they have this distinct style, but they still like evolved over the years. Just just yeah, yeah, yeah. They've always seemed like deep with their lyrics and what they do and their emotions behind it. But then, like you mm-hmm. said, they they've kind of progressed their talent over time to match that. I feel. Yeah. You know, like their diversity within their instruments and everything. But uh, but way back in the day, they also did some acoustic releases, which I really liked of their original versions, which were really fucking mm. cool and emotional. For me, okay, let me just keep this moving. Um, Pantera, fucking old school Pantera fan. I love that. I've seen them like so many times. I'm a big mosh fan. I love stage diving and moshing. When I used to do shows, that's what we would be into. We had old dance squad. I'm like heavily into that shit. Pantera. Okay. Uh, I have two uh, that are heavily influenced my life. Well, say one because we're gonna we're gonna keep the rounds going. Well, I'll do it fast. Tupac, just because of his whole story on the streets and everything coming up and yeah. and life and stuff like that. And then second, Daft Punk because of how they've evolved and they've changed their music style and but they but they want to explore different parts of music and they think there's magic in music and that's what I love about them. Oh yeah. Pat? ACDC. What was that? Akadaka. I didn't hear it what? ACDC. Oh cool. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, sorry, Australians sometimes call them Akadaka and I think it's hilarious. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> funny. Phil, you got another one? Uh, New York uh, rock band, yeah, yeah, yeah's. Oh, uh, cool. I love Karen O. Total wild woman, absolutely nuts on stage, uh, and their music is just really gritty, grimy, and energetic. Really love them. Yeah, yeah I forgot about them. That's cool. I'm glad you reminded me. I, I enjoyed them back in the day. Um, for me, uh, another uh, old school one for me when I was a kid is Butthole Surfers. Uh, I really liked their just rowdy punk rock, not give a fuck sort of music. And I've seen them live like a hundred times. I got to chill with Gibby Haynes. I've seen his solo project on tour, got to book them. And I'm just, I, I love everything about them. They're just crazy as hell. And, and the most rowdy shows. I remember seeing them uh, in Orlando, Florida, once in this two-story club inside. And people were jumping, climbing out on the rafters and falling down onto the pit and stage diving. And, and then uh, he took a cymbal upside down and filled it with alcohol and set it on fire and was hitting it and it was catching the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones crystal ball on fire and the roof caught on fire and they had to put it out. And it was just, they're just fucking nuts. The first time I saw him, he was shooting off a shotgun over the crowd, like with blanks, obviously, but Jesus shooting uh, uh, beach balls and stuff. Like just, they're, they're nuts. I love them. But all right, John, John. 
system of a down they're armenian i love ah. their music i love everything that they do and uh i love them growing up too so system of a down i got to open for them uh back when i oh, lived in really? florida yeah my old band d root ah. had a big festival i got to play a lot of really cool bands back sick then. yeah patrick all right i'll give you the other side of me which is the russian subversive composer dmitry shostakovich oh wow oh, wow <laughs> just a cultured man you are yeah You're making us look stupid <laughs> <laughs> I'm all talking about moshing and getting rowdy, and you're like, "I love it, dude! I love it. Good." Oh yeah, Phil. Uh, so I'd like to to um, talk about Fortet. Fortet, lovely little uh, uh, electronic band, um, makes some really interesting sort of soundscapey music. Um, very relaxing, really good music for writing too. Mm. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I've got I've got something from the chill side of my favorites, and I'm gonna say two of them because they are kind of hand in hand for me, which is Portishead and Lamb. Really love those bands. Um, Portishead, I've been a fan since their first album, all the way up to their re- recent releases that they've done over over well past years. But um, and then Lamb, if you've ever looked them up, love that band too. Great live energy. There's like a live song they do called Gabriel, which is amazing. Look that up. Um, but anyways, yeah, John John. Uh, I would say um, for the Isley Brothers, that's who they are. The Isley Brothers, I love their music. Sorry, my son's screaming in the background. So I would say <laughs> he likes them too. Style. Yeah, I love the Isley Brothers. Nice, Pat. Tom Waits. Oh, I love Tom Waits. Very mm-hmm. cool, Phil. Um, uh, Godspeed you, Black Emperor. If I'm going onto the weirder side of my taste, uh. So they're also sort of atmospheric, but in a very doomy, apocalyptic way. <laughs> nice. Uh, odd, very odd band, but you'll find the adherence to them. Absolutely love them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, it, anything Mike Patton. If you're familiar with Mike Patton, the, the lead for Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, Peeping Tom, Phantomus. I love everything Mike Patton. I think he's just insanely talented. Um, he's an attractive dude, too, which, which doesn't hurt. Um, he's just got like a cool style to him, um, but yeah, all kinds of styles from singing to screaming. He has such an octave range in his vocals and style range, and the musicians he messes with are just so talented; it's unbelievable. So anything Mike Patton, uh, John John. Uh, I would say uh, I like Three Eleven. I know it's cheesy, but they got good feel good music. You know what I mean, dude? It's just some some. I know it's cheesy. I get it. No, like, I was gonna bring on. up Three Eleven. <laughs> That's so funny. I was gonna bring up Three Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 a stoner band that is like old school pop music. Three Eleven. I I was gonna bring them up because uh, they were one of the coolest bands I went on tour with, dude. Like I I I met them on the Warp tour. I was touring the Warp tour, and our manager hooked us up with their manager. Was like, hey, after the show, back lot on Warp tour in every city. Just so you know, all the bands party right in the back lot. You don't you don't drive out to the next town. Until the next morning. So everyone in back lot would walk around the RVs and buses and party and meet up with each other, set off fireworks, drive around on golf carts, just rowdiness. The Stoner band were fun to hang out with? Um, Just all the bands on Warped Tour. It was crazy. I saw Alien Ant Farm uh, spread a dude's ass cheeks with a leaf blower. Um, 
Backstage, like crazy fun. shit, but but just classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. classic ass spreading with a leaf <laughs> yeah, blower yeah. activity. Yeah. Just normal body. But our manager, he was like, uh, "Yeah, go to the three eleven tour bus. They put their three tour buses in like a triangle, and in the center they have a keg party every night. Like, just go find them. They they're expecting you guys. Go talk to them." And I was like, "What? Oh, this is insane!" So like, I'm walking around back lot with my band. We're like looking, and we see these three tour buses. I'm like, "I bet you that's it." So we go over. I walk in. It's like really dark. I see one dude leaning up against one of the tour buses with like a cowboy hat with a drink. No no one else is out there. I'm like, what the hell? So I walk up. I'm like, hey, man, is this the 311 party? And he's like, yeah, man, help yourself. And he looks up and it's the fucking guitar player. I'm asking him if it's the 311 party, you know? And like, I felt like an idiot. But then they all came out. They're like passing bottles to us, smoking with us, all this shit. Then after, you know, we exchanged numbers, hung out different nights. Then when we got back, um, we got to hit, hit the road and open up for them uh, in arenas and shit. Like we did an arena uh, show at the UCF Arena um back in florida and stuff and like they were just so down to earth for how famous they were you know what i mean like they're yeah. just really really humble dudes like really cool so the, i was going to bring that up because of that like i'm a fan of their yeah. music and they're so big yet so humble but um but yeah patrick um i am going to go rest in peace eddie van halen oh, oh nice yeah. that was my first concert ever van halen yeah that's yeah, what got me into guitar yeah that's awesome there yeah rest in peace uh eddie van halen it's sad um phil uh, folk singer Hosier. Um, I never love his music. Uh, often sing it in the shower. Uh, just a little insight <laughs> to my life. Uh, yeah, just really. Can we get, uh, can we get a wonderful... sample? No, not at all. Definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did, I did uh, three years acting school. Uh, we had uh, music and singing classes. Still. still he's a really really wonderful uh irish folk singer with just gorgeous lyrics wonderful voice um yeah really ch- worth checking out nice yeah for me a little more modern times for me like getting o- older i guess like i named some of my childhood favorites but uh i love tech nine and anything strange music like uh, i'm big fan of Seth's crew I-, I put ubi was in my first film stank mouth um i love godimus too um and yeah I just, I just love those guys i do a song with them called um down like that you can look it up my, my solo project is called god pawn but um but yeah anything strange music tech nine Seth crew they're they're like my favorites under strange okay uh if i'm gonna go into this route and this genre i would say megadeth oh uh, in that in that region if i was to pick a band in that zeitgeist i would pick Megadeth. yeah yeah because I, I i like their style very cool Pat? All right. New, band old, but new to me, but I think they are Chrome Rock. If you had, if I had to define Chrome Rock, it is Warrior Soul. Check out the albums, album Drugs, God, and the New Republic. <laughs> nice. Warrior Soul. Got it. Oh, yeah. You got any more, Phil? Or should we wrap this? Uh, uh, Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah, classic. I love Pink Floyd. Uh, funny story, uh, uh, two bands that I've never been into, and yet as a musician, everyone always gives me shit, is uh, Grateful Dead or Pink Floyd. I've just never been a fan. And yet I get, I get, everyone I know I like is like, really? Wow. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I yeah. never, I don't know why, but. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, for That's me, uh, the other side, since I'm kind of on that rap side now, because like I've done different projects, I love all genres and stuff, but uh, I, I, I've been getting down with some uh, Yellow Wolf lately been liking that again yellow wolf and mad child a little older but newer mad child's been doing some new stuff lately he's out here in la now but um and i got a song with him too 
Nice. Yeah. Uh, Cisco. I love his hair. Oh no shit. <laughs> thong song. That's funny. You just like the thong. You like you like the thongs in the video. The thong song. Yeah, That's yeah. Funny. I love that. It's a banger. The Beatles. Classic. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think we can wrap it there. I think that was fun. And maybe we'll revisit this again in the future. But I have some other ideas, too. Like I said, I think it would be fun if every episode we just do, like, maybe a little closing section, allow people to put some comments or questions and just answer some cheesy things. And you know what's kind of funny is, like, I had this idea um, to do something like this. And then I expanded on it because I remembered. I was like, oh, you know, one of the things I really liked about when I was watching uh, your live streams, John, was, like, when at the beginning you'd be like, all right, what's what's everybody's favorite drink? Yeah, your character's favorite drink, like, and that kind of oh, I kind of dig that that vibe of it. And okay. in my in my game, I would do stuff like that, like when I started my my team session uh, from the night before they did a mission, they're waking up the next day to start the next day, right? I'd be like, okay, your characters are waking up. What did every all your characters dream about last night? And they would tell me like their dream, you know. I thought that was kind of That's fun. Nice. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, we, did, we did plan to get into some like practical advice and like GM tips, didn't we? Uh, we yeah. Oh yeah. Talk we, about it. Yeah, let's get into that. Let's do that. We we still need to do that. Yeah, let's. Uh, maybe we could do got, that on the next. Oh, only forty five minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, I've got, it's all I've got. good. We can do that on the. I actually have to go. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be able to do more. No, that's fine. We've got like a hundred subjects we can hit on. Like I said, we're going to try to do this the uh, the second Saturday of every month is what we're going to try to plan for. Um, but obviously, if things change, we'll let everybody know. We'll post online. Um, yeah, there won't always be too much news as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I'm just double-checking, making sure there's no last-minute questions in here. Um, no, I think we got everybody's question here. Um, yeah, I think everybody was pretty much chiming in on the on the bands and music we were just going. I think we covered everyone's question. Yeah, I think, oh, wait, there's a John John. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to say about Tupac? No, I think he did, though. I think he went <laughs> I love him. I grew up listening to his music. He had a great right. message about uh, his, the things that he went through, you know, in his oh, life shit. being a black American in, in, in the world. And uh, I loved everything. I loved the dichotomy of him being like this hardcore kind of killer gangster. And he was like the real deal, authentic guy. But then at the same time, has this amazing poetry, he talks about how he loves his mother and yeah. talks about how women need to be respected in this in 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 uh in the world and stuff like that so yeah i just like uh he the dichotomy of him of you know being like this bad guy but also has a heart you know oh yeah you know i want to mention too in the chat i just saw chuckles is in there my buddy chuckles scott root i mean he says yellow wolf is awesome chuckles actually was uh my security guy on tour when we went on warp tour he was there with me when we went up to 311 i don't know chuckles if you heard that part of the conversation remember when we went in there and asked if that was the 311 party and the guitar player was like right the fuck there we like <laughs> asked him and uh, chuckles actually um in different parts of the city out front at the end when we'd party we would pull the rv around front sometimes and as the crowd would be leaving we would film him dancing and he would do like the carlton and shit and like people would stop and dance as they were walking past our rv in between the rv and wall we'd be like this is the dance zone and everybody would have to dance and we would film it and um and chuckles was awesome for that and he had so much fun and then we got back to florida we threw a big after party after being on tour we watched that video that night at the after party we all crashed, and we used to have hundreds of people over to the house, like after our shows and parties and stuff. And we crashed. We woke up the next day, and the fucking camera and tape was gone from our entire tour. Someone stole it. No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oof. So crazy. But yeah, what's up, Chuckles? I'm so glad you joined us, man. That's really cool. It's ironic. I was just talking about some touring stories, and then I saw you in there in the chat. That's really cool. 
Um, yeah, so let's wrap this up. I know John's got to go. We had a really uh, a great first episode, guys. Let's do this. Let's not stress out the fact that we didn't really get into like the GM tip subjects that we wanted to talk about. Let's just let's just act like you know. Hey, the first episode is all about meet the GMs of the round table. Yeah. Um, you know, we got yeah, to kind of just chat. We went over some news, some more Talsorian stuff, and and some personal stuff. So it was it was a good first episode. And uh, next month we'll get in we'll get into more tips and things that we wanted to Probably. dabble in, and we'll take care of that. Uh, anybody watching, please like and share the video, uh, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you go to cyberpunkuncensored.com and look up the GMRT page and show every one of us some support. You're going to see John, John, and Patrick and Phil, everybody's links and stuff. Support everybody. You know, we're all pushing some great content. We love the games. We love RPGs. We love cyberpunk. We love all this stuff, and we're doing it because we have a passion for it. We would really appreciate your support, and we're we're... We're all doing it together, so like, let's all support each other and just keep the community growing. Um, any last words from you guys before I kill the transmission? Uh, let's go around. John, John. Uh, thank you guys for all the support, and I'm inspired by all of you content creators, even the ones that are not here. I love everything that you guys do. I'm a true fan of all cyberpunk stuff, so I can't wait to see what you guys have in the future and how I can work with you guys, all right? Oh, yeah. Patrick? Awesome. Ah. No, uh, it's great. I uh, really enjoy chatting with uh, you fine folks and uh, and having a great time and talking about cyberpunk and growing the community. And yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, thanks for your support and uh, looking forward to the future. Oh, yeah. Phil? Right. I just want to say thank you, uh, Rob, for setting this up and for inviting me on. It's It's been really fun. Um, so you, I know you've done a lot of work to get to get this going and and set it all up. So that's really wicked. I appreciate that. And for the people out there, um, do do join the community because it is a community. Uh, you know, there's we all have discords, um, and you know, people out there who are creating stuff they want to hear back from you. We want we want you to be involved. So yeah, just chime in. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'll just reiterate that fact again. All of us create. We all have podcasts, live streams, videos stuff like this, like, you know, just we're we're only doing it out of the support. So let's all remember that, you know, no one is paying us a bunch of money to create cyberpunk content or be passionate about role-playing games and put ourselves out there. Um, We're doing it because we love it. So like, yeah, definitely. Let's all support each other and, uh, you know, keep the movement growing and the community growing. Really love it. But uh, yeah, thanks so much guys for joining me. Um, You know, this was just an idea. And then after talking to you guys, we were like, yeah, let's do this. And then I was like organizing it and like, you know, couldn't have done it without you guys. And um, I think it was a fun time and I'm looking forward to more of it. All right, guys. See you later. Oh, yeah. Take care.